I should be able to hear you now. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, now I can, yeah. All right. It's a lot better. All right. <clears throat> so, it's nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Ace. Hey, I'm... And I host the High Fives Podcast. Previously, I had another one. It was It was called Ace's Greenhouse, but... Due to some complications with my publisher, I had to change like the name, and, like pretty much like I had to switch to a different publisher. Oh. But uh, you, we, we uh, I connected with you through. I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, his name is probably Barry. Barry, yeah, Barry. Through uh, Green Dragon, is it? Uh, yeah, Green I, Dragon. Yeah. And I'm, he's working with me just on promoting uh, uh, myself as an author. Oh, okay. Sounds, that's great, actually. I, I, um, I've been getting a lot more interested into books, like, recently, ever since, like, I've seen this one book, this, I mean... I've always listened to audiobooks, but it's not the same as the paper, you know, paper bag. Cause I, back then, when I was younger, I used to read a lot. Like a yeah, lot you more. said that uh, last time. Yeah. What kind of books did you read? Uh, well, I was very into like, like Harry Potter and stuff like that. Like, but books like that, and even like uh, when I was younger, younger, kind of like Doctor Seuss and everything. Like. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, girlfriend writes uh, children's books, kind of similar thing. And then, like, as I moved up, I went to, like, The Hatchet. The Hatchet? I haven't heard of that. You haven't heard of that one? Oh. It was a good one. And I also read the Percy Jackson series as well. So... To my understanding, you you've written short stories as well. Or... Yes, I... Yeah, yeah. I like to write short stories of just personal accounts in life. Oh, so oh, based on personal mm-hmm. encounters. Oh, okay. That's yes. Yeah, that's, and... that's a lot of what I like as well. Um, yeah. My bag. Were you gonna say something? Yeah, they're 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 humorous, you know. Oh, humorous. Yes. I like to keep things light and and uh, uh, put a lot of humor into the things that have happened to me. I love it. I love it. And um, yeah, let me pull up. I mean, I could do the intro, but I'm gonna just leave it like this because I already started the recording. So it's nice to meet you, Jim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I go by J. J. As a, J. W. Okay. As a, you know, as, as a writer, J. W. Oh. North. All right, I'll, I'll cut that out there. My bad. But that's fine. Yeah, I go All by right. by most people. J. W. All right. Nice to meet you. Nice and to- what what uh influenced you to write these stories? I have some 
uh, well, for one, it's personal experiences. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had some pretty uh, uh, interesting experiences, and I, I I enjoy writing. I've always enjoyed writing, and I also have, uh, as far as my books go, I have a lot of uh, what I feel are very interesting viewpoints that might uh, uh, be very interesting to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get into that, what what I've written, uh, yeah, because yeah, we can most definitely. And the case of immortality. Yes. Tell me about it. So, is what 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 did you first write actually, or do you have? like or what was your first established like book that you've published on immortality oh the case of immortality oh, all right uh that was that was the second one but uh yeah if you, if you want to talk about that uh we can uh previous to that i i'd written another book called the gold slaves which is about uh uh viewpoint viewpoint Hmm. reincarnation it's up to you the brain sciences red herring of mental health mental health that's a that's a big thing when it comes to like like me personally Uh uh-huh because you know there's been a lot of things that i went through as well when it comes to you know the stepping stones in life that I've encountered um because like I also had de- dealt with like addiction addiction yeah addiction to uh psychotropic or recreational drugs I will um uh, recreational oh like, yeah and then so like yeah like we and then i then i went into like pills and stuff like that but i try to stay away from that now so like that's why i promote like you know mental health as well because uh covid especially had a big impact on like a lot of people yeah definitely and i see here you write a lot about mental health as well in your brain yeah and i i don't know if you this is might be kind of a little different viewpoint for you mm-hmm. um but uh brainology is a satire on the mental health industry oh and it's basically uh saying that uh you know about Oh, what can you say? 50 years ago, there were like, I don't know, two, 100, 150, if that, uh, conditions of, of you know, of, of the mind, like schizophrenia, depression, all this kind of stuff. And they've just been piling them on and piling them on and coming up with new mental disorders every day. Hmm. You know, like, caffeine disorder or something oh something yeah silly like that and you know my viewpoint is it has to do 
with the pharmacology industry and uh, reasons to sell drugs to people, you know. And, you know, my whole uh, thing on brainography is, is that, for one thing, it's totally against drugs. Because, you know, imagine having, you know, just a, a, a small part of your brain um, not working well, so you feel bad, you know. But if you drug the brain, then you're basically just uh, numbing it and dulling it. As far as I can say, as far as I can tell. Oh, numbing uh, the numbing the pain. Yeah, so you don't feel the pain. Is that kind of the way you you? I mean, was that the reason you would take drugs? Oh, previously? Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it was, uh, yeah, definitely because of, uh, something that occurred. It had hit me very hard, so I didn't know how to deal with it well. Kind of like. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, there are various ways to deal with it. But I take the viewpoint that it isn't it isn't just neurons that cause this. You know, a person isn't a brain. They use a brain to perceive with and to operate the body. But the person themselves is actually a spiritual being who operates the brain. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, a spiritual being, yeah. as in, as in like a, like your soul or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the person, it's the person I'm talking to right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I am not talking to gray matter. There, you aren't uh, cells uh, sending electronic devices through at this brain that's just physics mm -hmm. you know but uh aware, you know awareness uh understanding comprehension uh love aesthetics reason these, these are non non-physical things does that make sense yeah i mean you 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 if you were to take a computer, you could program it to, to give you incredible answers and do incredible things, but it's just a piece of material and it will operate according to how it's told to operate, right? Yeah. According to how it's programmed. Well, if you look at the brain as a physical thing with, with a lot of circuitry and, you know, a whole bunch of neurons and things like that, if you just purely look at it from that viewpoint, everybody's a victim because it operates the way it operates, you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, if, if somebody pushes a button on you, then you feel bad. Or if, you know, the day is good, you feel good. But the whole point is it had nothing, has nothing to do with you. It's just a physical reaction. And I don't believe that is true. I believe you are 
a an aware being and the way to handle your difficulties and problems is to become more aware you know? not blame it on a bunch of uh, neurons that you know the mental health industry basically uses to promote uh, the fact that you're a victim and you need drugs if you have a problem. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, I feel you just to to face your problems most definitely and like get help. Like besides drugging yourself, though. Yeah, I mean you're not. If you look at you know the way the world seems to be going now, everybody's a victim. You know, everybody. Yeah. You know, if somebody tells you something bad and it uh, and it offends you, then wow 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 well and there's no idea that the man is is self-determined and he is capable of handling his own life if you stop telling him he's a victim you know if you say well whatever you think whatever you you're doing right now is a result of what your brain does you're assigning your entire life to a brain and the brain is a physical thing. It isn't a spiritual thing. It isn't aware. It has blood growing through it. And mm -hmm. it coordinates perceptions and it coordinates feelings and it coordinates all this stuff. But it isn't you. So what if you address you, just you, instead of uh, assigning it all to a brain? Because then you go down the slippery slope of needing drugs, right? Of needing lobotomies. Uh, it's kind of, that's that that victim mentality that yes and and so this this brainology book is a book about how the where that will lead man to you know oh and it's it's not good you know it's apparently good because if i sit here and i go i can brainwash everybody to be acting correctly right Mm -hmm. well where's a person's individuality where's their self you know you're just making a robot well that's facts robots yeah trying to program people yes God, you look at the press nowadays it's all about pushing buttons and programming people to respond correctly look at education the teacher says something the kid's supposed to respond a certain way if the teacher says this the kid says repeats it there's no individuality there's just programming and indoctrination i believe man should be free that's know? why i dislike school myself right, and you gotta <laughs> i tell you let me tell you something this is not a disability <laughs> this might be an awareness you know you're going wait a minute they're treating me like a, a dog, you know, you know, Pavlov, they used, he used to train dogs to salivate in response to feeding. He, he was trying to prove that man is just a stimulus response organism and had no self-determinism. And that's kind of the, the, the methodology of handling people now, you know? Yeah. And if, if, and if you just say to a person, you know what, your life has something to do with you, 
And if you can change your considerations about things, then you can change your life instead of, well, you have to go in and your brain is doing this thing to you and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just your hardwired neurons and your DNA and that makes you feel the way you are and that's the way it is. You gotta learn to deal with that progress. Yeah. So if, if you treat a person as literally as to say a spirit and say, look, your life is dependent on your own decisions. You're, you know, not what your brain tells you to think or what even what your body tells you to feel like, you know, it, it's up to you. Yeah. That would be the the idea that we think that the brain is a lie and it is what it and it is what is truly destroying mankind. Yes, exactly. Because basically we're trying, we're, we're, te we're trying to teach people and control people, not free them. No, nobody's trying to free anybody anymore. They're trying to control them. And yeah, I, I see that a lot, even in like the music industry, everything, sports, it's all controlled, especially when it comes to betting, like you, it's rigged you know, for one team over another or franchise franchise teams as well as well yeah. as what I, you know, can link it to. Exactly right. I mean, do you, do you believe this is a good question? Do you believe that if you were to free a person? he would become good. If you don't believe that, then I guess you're right. You need to just threaten and control everybody and brainwash them and convince them they're victims because otherwise you can't control them. You know, it's, it's the modern day attitude that's, yeah, in my opinion, is destroying mankind. It's making people into dogs instead of free beings. I'd rather be a free being than a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hidden, me too. Hidden reason for continual human conflict and irrationality. All right. The hidden reason for continual human conflict and irrationality. Now it all makes sense. What is that book about? Uh, you're talking about brainography? Yeah, oh, this is all part of brainography. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's... A collaborative. Yeah. All right, Ben. Yeah, the, uh, the book kind of goes over the... It, like I say, it's a, a satire. And it's kind of going like, you know, the reason Joe feels depressed is because um, his neurons and his DNA and evolution has caused his him to be depressed and there's absolutely nothing he can do about it so the book goes over how you can bypass that and pro and program him so that he isn't depressed but again that's that's not all that is is brainwashing you know all that is is trying to control people instead of saying look buddy you are totally determined over your life it is your ability to be depressed or not it's uh, you can do it pretty uh, much open your eyes yeah uh it has to do with not uh 
neurons in your brain it has to do with you you know and that's always been my thing it's you know I, I i cannot agree with people who want to make everybody a victim and make everybody believe that they are just a physical thing because if you look at it you know uh physics is a science right mm -hmm. and if you look at the universe around you, everything does what it does, and there's no question about it. You know, if you drop an apple, it follows gravity. So if you believe that the world around you controls you, you you're kind of screwed, man. You're just a victim. But everybody wants to be happy, you know. Mm -hmm. And the, and they're depending on something to make them happy instead of realizing that they themselves are the source of their own happiness that's facts you don't need to depend on anything even i see that a lot a yeah. lot nowadays even You're with smart. people depending on other people for happiness as right well. you know people don't like me you know so therefore i can i am i am offended and I'm gonna be depressed. Well, geez, you're gonna go through life having things determine your state of being for other. I mean, just because of a few people don't yeah. want to be your friends. You know how many people there are in the world. Yeah, somebody who looks at you and makes you feel less well. It's kind of like in business when you're handing out cards. <laughs> Say you're handing out your business cards in front of like, well, not not promoting like uh, loitering or anything, but say you're allowed to, you know, hand out your business cards in front of a business and somebody, there's a lot of rude people in the world. So a lot of people are going to turn you away in a very disrespectful way. And it happened to my, bro my brother when yeah. he was handing out cards and there was plenty of people that, you know, which is like rude, completely rude and just disrespectful. And it, it's just something like, I feel like, you know, that that's what you have to go to. That's something that you have to go through, something similar to that. Or like, so you can get used to the, the you know, the denial. The Yeah, that's a good point. You know, can you rise above that and operate? Mm -hmm. Those stepping stones. Yeah, can you operate as you and continue to operate as you for the rest of your life without letting other people operate you? <laughs> you know, that's, you look at successful people, you tell them they're a jerk and they don't care. You know, they just move on. You know, Do you, tell, you tell if you can get someone into a victim mentality, then you tell them they're stupid and they fall apart and they get offended and they get upset and they go to their psychologist and he says you're depressed and here you have to take a drug to make yourself feel better. It, it's just, you know. And then you're numb to the point where it's just like you're yeah. just following society. You're just yeah. basically a robot. You're, you're, you're exactly. doing what you're told and then you're not making any progress for yourself. Yeah, and... You know, there are plenty of people around that, you know, if they can keep you down, then that's their purpose, you know. Yeah, yeah that's why you got to find new people. Yeah. Yeah. But 
but my my whole point in brainography mm. is 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 the book describes how a person can you know just be a victim you know and i go over all these uh mental disorders that have you ever uh, heard of mental disorders like uh a depression disorder or um schizophrenia disorder there's a whole book that yeah yeah i've heard of those two yeah okay now this book goes over all a whole bunch of disorders one is like uh oh uh trump disorder trump disorder yeah Hmm. And and it goes over how to fix trump disorder uh republican disorder uh depression disorder and it covers these you know and and there are there are like 200 of them in this book and some of them are pretty humorous you know like (laughs) some uh, people are gonna have to learn the the trump disorder yeah i think that's (laughs) a hot button uh subject you know uh or obama disorder Mm. (laughs) or murder disorder oh yeah especially that one yeah, or, you know, uh, small penis disorder, or, you know, it, it has all these disorders in it, and then it goes over how you are a victim of this and how you must do brainology to reprogram yourself. Uh, but is it, they are kind of interesting and humorous, each one of them. Oh, yeah. Fishing with my father, a perfect relationship. Yeah, that's that's kind of a whole different uh, story. That when I was young, uh, per, the whole purpose of my life was fishing with my father, you know. And so I wrote this this book about that, and I've had some great reviews on that. People love reading about just the relationship with me and my father, that kind of thing. Oh yeah. I'm- I'm going to have to take a look at that one because I've, I've always wanted to kind of see how that was. You know, I'm I'm not very close with my father too much, but I, I haven't really been close with either of my parents, to be mm-hmm. honest. That's I haven't. Too- yeah. I mean. Well, yeah. Anyway, well, yeah, I mean, it, it is. But it, it is what it is. Yeah, and. I don't know. You, yeah, I don't know. You might in, enjoy this because I I had the greatest relationship, you know, with him, and I think it, you know, is something that has benefited my life a lot. I mean, this this weekend tomorrow I'm going fishing. My dad died last year, so oh. uh, that's over. But uh, I still have that. My the, condolences. Yeah, but I still have the joy of the mountains and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, for sure. It's all—I mean, it's always fun to go fishing as well. I mean, it's peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> Until the mosquitoes get a bite, or you yeah. whack of the wrong wasp nest, and it all the wasps start stinging you. That happened to me one time. I when I was out on the lake, I was with my friend's dad. <laughs> trying to use the larva oh did not work out i got like 12 stings 
Those hurt. Oh yeah, for sure. I was. I felt like Rambo though, or not Rambo. I felt like Scarface when I had the when he blew down the door. <laughs> How many Wausau had to take out? I had. I was about to jump in the water, but I don't know. Probably would have been a good idea. Yeah, probably would. But I didn't know if there was any alligators or anything. You gotta watch out for the gators. Even at the parks, they say don't don't molest the gators. <laughs> you must live in a different area. Yeah. You? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm from down south, uh, South Florida, South, south Central. Florida? Oh yeah, well, I'm clear out west in the Rockies. Oh yeah, over here in South Central, they got. Yeah, we don't have to worry about alligators. Oh. Yeah, I, f- I wish. She's be a lot more comfortable going fishing. Yes. You don't have to worry <laughs> about that at all. <laughs> I, I always got to worry about that. Oh no. But um, let's see how long. Have you written on like about anything other than relationships and in, in brain brainology? Yeah, well, you mentioned immortality. Oh yeah, immortality. I, I uh, in my book Total Amnesia, mm-hmm. uh, the viewpoint is that you are immortal, whether you like it or not. You've always been around. <laughs> uh, you're gonna be around. And the only reason you don't is because you have amnesia of your past lives and you don't remember them. Hmm. Well, why is that? Why wouldn't you remember? Well, it, it covers exactly how this happened. Amnesia. See, I've, I've heard about that topic brought up before about um, children remembering their past lives. Yeah. And. Yeah, it is. Uh, my viewpoint is just a normal thing, you know. It, you know, it's not. It, it's not some crazy thing. You just keep going. But, you know, my viewpoint is okay. So why would you forget? Why would that happen? Mm-hmm. And, okay, and this goes kind of back to brainography. If you, you know, if you die and you move on, which what I I bet about 80% of the people on this planet believe, you know, you as a spirit go on, you know, well, then if you don't have a brain, you obviously don't think with a brain. Mm -hmm. So what are you? You're the soul. Yeah. But what is that? And what are you capable of? You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my viewpoint is you are an, a totally capable spiritual being. You can do anything. But you have been um, trapped, I guess you could say, or locked into this body. And you can't be who you are. So just like you are your own God in a way. Yeah. If you want to fly across the universe, you can fly across the universe. 
But if you have a body and a brain and or have all these restrictions, you can't do anything but what it tells you to do. <laughs> That's facts. That's facts. You know, so can you be a spiritual being? Can you operate as one? Can you? Uh, I mean, heck, you look at look at the body like a car. You know, you get in the car, you shut the door, you drive your car. If you don't want to drive your car anymore, you get out. You know, if you want to drive another car, you get in another car. Why can't that be it be with that way with bodies? That's true. You know, you're still saying another vehicle. Yeah, but somebody yourself and somebody has convinced you. Then now imagine this: somebody convinces you you're a car, and mm. locks the doors. Imagine the restrict how restrictive your life would be. You know, I have to stay on roads. I have to worry about my oil. I have to, you know, all all these restrictions. Well, that's kind of the same thing as a soul with a body. Yeah, that's pretty much life. You know, you're restricted. You're restricted yeah. to a little narrow band of of atmosphere on a planet. You're restricted to you know you can't just go to Los Angeles tomorrow. You have to haul your body over there, you know, mm-hmm. and it's very restrictive. So, total amnesia. If you were completely remembered how you got here and who you are, and how you got, you know, into this silly game, uh, then you were free of it. So that's my. Do you other- believe there's a point in like? Do you think that we have to? There, it'll take time before we can reach that point to where we'll be able to remember our past lives, or? Well, the, now this book is science fiction, so I don't pretend mm-hmm. to know everything. Yeah, it is. Okay. This is the the purpose of a science fiction writer is to su- suggest something. Oh, to, okay, okay. To say what if, and I present the method to get you free of that and uh, it turns out that you have to go back and recall these times when you were uh, uh, forcibly trapped you know you as a spirit were forcibly trapped into uh, a mind you know and this is how you how you remember it and the way you remember it is to go back and find the incident that got you there. And the thing is, is it'll be tough. It'll be rough. When you start looking at that, you'll start freaking out. And you'll kind of go crazy because this universe does not want you to find out. And the moment you start to find out, you get all kinds of reactions. You know, so how do you get through that? And uh, that's that's what this this whole book is about. <laughs> pretty wild. Yeah, that is pretty wild. Something to get into, especially. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if you could just be, do, and have anything you want? Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> but but it's, it's it, life. But the whole point of this book is that is really what you mm-hmm. are. That is what you are. Why are you so restricted? You know, 
what you have to do is unlearn everything that has gotten you here and be who you are. Yeah. You've been writing since the mid 80s? Yeah. Oh, wow. So where'd you, where'd you go up? You said out west. Salt Lake City. You know where that is? Salt Lake City. Um... Utah. Oh, yeah, Utah. Okay. Salt Lake City, Utah. How was it like growing up in Utah? Great. Ski resorts about 20 minutes from me. So I learned to ski. Uh, the mountains are just right, are right at the doorstep of the mountains. We could go fishing and hiking and do those things. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's See, very- in Mexico, that, I would always love hiking and up, up in the mountains because we're down south so like yeah but don't come out here there's there's so many people out here you know <laughs> they're all moving out here because it's so pretty you know <laughs> yeah i feel you there's a lot of there's a lot of people moving out here to florida as well uh especially yeah that's the, good the bolt just won again a second time um stanley cut chance but yeah, it, yeah but it's it's too humid it's too hot way too hot i can't stand that i mean it's hot out here it's 100 and 102 or something like that but it's it's dry heat in florida Mm -hmm. it's it's, not humid humid i i would way worse i lived there for about six months and i sweated and i hated it (laughs) oh yeah i wish i could go to like the mountains it'd be amazing oh you love it Take some trips. Do it. You'll love it. I'm going to have to. <laughs> well, it was, we've been on here for about 40 minutes. So it was, uh, and I, oh, I'm going to have to get going, but. Yeah. Can I give you my info? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. And uh, I'll be, I'll post it within the description and everything, and I'll be able to. I'm a, uh, this is uh, J.W. Northrup. Yes. Check out all of his books. Would you like to um, name any books in particular? Yeah, there's uh, one book. It's The Gold Slaves. Gold Slaves? We didn't even have a chance to go over this, and I think this is the... It is really good. Uh, but... Um, then there's total amnesia, which is what we've just gone over. Mm-hmm. And then there's brainography, the manual of mental afflictions. And then there's fishing with my father, which is the story of me and my father fishing. Mm-hmm. And then I got a various short stories that are pretty funny. I used to run marathons, and one of them is called run, running a marathon with the runs. Oh, and that was the most traumatic. Uh, you you won't believe that story. <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely. I'll definitely bring you on again. We can talk about those stories as well if if you'd like. Yeah, definitely. I, I I'm just kind of. Uh, what would be a good idea is just to cover one top because we've kind of gone over so much, and. Um, oh, would it be the 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 golden gold slaves? Um, gold slaves? Yeah. Oh yeah. We can go ahead. Yeah, let's do I that. Bet.
so the ghost legs tell me about it um a mining company or a guy uh, struck gold in the southeast of utah kind of the middle of nowhere and he wanted to keep all the gold to himself he didn't want to start a gold rush you know like california so he found a way to trap the miners under the ground and actually disconnect them from the surface so these miners were trained to believe that the universe was solid and they're traveling through uh digging through the universe which is solid right they, hmm. there's no sky you know from underground you can't see anything right, right. and they're trained to to mine gold and give the gold to the gods and the gods are the mining company right and what they do is they put the gold into a mining chute and it just goes up to the surface and these guys get all this gold and you know the people below don't even know there's such a thing as a surface they think they're just uh, digging through space and offering gold to the gods you know it's pretty crazy and the people up above the the miners they just dump a bunch of food down there so these guys can keep going so the book takes place a hundred years later and actually the people underground have a far superior uh civilization to the people on the surface hmm. and uh but what happens is is two of the people the miners from below run into a cave and they find their way out to the surface and they walk out and they go what the hell is this you know can you imagine that you believe the universe is totally solid and suddenly you step out into what seems to be infinite space and you're going your whole world is changes right mm -hmm. this that reminds me of like in futurama underground how they had all the mutants yeah yeah and, and the people above believe these guys were mutants <laughs> uh built the whole civilization but the the whole point of this is the people mm -hmm. up above were you know was were drugged up um decadent civilization and the people below were very spiritual and they were much happier than the people above and it's kind of an interesting contrast and it, it's kind of saying that mankind's happiness has nothing to do with where he is you know you could be trapped underground and, and be totally happy and be on the surface in a virtual paradise and be completely loony yeah that's uh, but the book has some real good characters real I, I spent most of my time describing these characters and making it real funny and in the end the the people on the surface the mining company decided to cave the mines in because they didn't want people to know they've been trapping these people underneath the ground and uh, oh. so but the two people that get out find a way to stop it it's a pretty intense book. Anyway, that's that's that. Oh, well, it sounds very interesting. 
especially when it comes to oh man they they trapped them all in or they tried to trap them all in but two people ended up escaping or two of those yeah two just inadvertently they see they believed that uh there were other tunnels in this universe and they wanted to find one Mm -hmm. well they ended up stepping out of the earth and realizing they're on a planet you know their whole universe imagine finding that out oh yeah mind be blown yeah and that that's that was the whole point you know they go Mm -hmm. what the heck is this and but they find that the people on the surface that they 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 thought were gods were a bunch of jerks money hungry uh decadent jerks and so it's really a interesting story really something to learn from these stories I can yes, see, that's I, my whole viewpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was nice meeting with you, uh, JW. Yeah, it was nice talking to you. And um, this was the High Flyers podcast. Everybody that's listening, make sure to click the link down below and check out JW and all of his books. And I hope- it's jwnorthrop.com. G- and... Uh, the books are available on Amazon under JW Northrup. You have any other social medias you'd like to promote? Uh, JW Northrup on Facebook uh, and on Instagram. I'm available there. And LinkedIn, JW Northrup. I see, as well as your Twitter. Would you like yeah. to? Yes, there's a Twitter account. I, I haven't used that in quite a while, but I'm going to start uh, getting into that too. Oh yeah, Twitter is where it's at. Twitter is pretty funny. Have you, <laughs> and that's where everybody are. <laughs> but, well, um, my bad, what were you going to say? I'll have to get going on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to stop the recording right now.